see. Oh, Ashbody is the Australian Open champion. Cats fans celebrate this champion team. What a moment in Origin history. Saints in a winner back for another week. We've got a fantastic episode coming up for you today. If you paid any attention to the NRL, you will get that reference. As always, I'm here hosting the show, Michael Atkinson, a sports reporter for Nine News Queensland. I am the Saint. We've got the Sinner, Shad Wicker, our funny man. Sick. I like that. I'll wear, I'll wear Sinner. I'm the bad boy of the group. <laughs> and the winner this week, well, he actually is a winner, you know, NRL Premiership winner, Origin winner, World Cup winner. What haven't you won? Sam Thiday, rugby league great. Sanford Stags winner on the weekend too. You're welcome. Uh, also got the three points, man of the match. Were you uh, really? Who'd you pay yeah. for that? Wow, we. Well, I, I think uh, it's a part of my contract with them. They have to give it to me every two weeks uh, so they can pay me to play. <laughs> I've yeah. got to get that deal here. Like, can, can I quickly get a point on this Sanford Stags? Because last season you were doing goal kicking. Were you kicking yes. again on the weekend? No, nah, no kicking on the weekend for me. Uh, I got a little bit angry, though, on the weekend. Oh. A little bit fired up, uh, but uh, it brought out the best in me anyway. Good. Keep your powder dry because there's a bit of uh, fieriness in rugby league that we want to cover off today. So our big talking points from the past few days, we will cover all the biggest talking points in sport right around Australia and the globe as well. But here are our six headlines for this week. First and foremost, NRL. The season is back with a bang. Round one kicked off. It was massive. The Dolphins shocked everyone, got their first win in their first game in the competition. All the Queensland teams win. That's right, Shad. Fins up. Fins, fins up, up, guys. And Sam's probably not to do it. Is fins that To be honest, can we quickly mention, like, Dolphins are fins up, right? Yeah. Has the Sharks completely butchered, like, for the whole the time they've been around, they never did fins up? I don't know. Because that is a huge up. opportunity missed. The Queensland teams all got a win. As a matter of fact, there's a little bit of um, on-field blow-up as well, which we will get to. Other headlines, Manchester United, a 92-year record, and not a good one, Chad. No, not great. Um, I mean, we can talk about it, but it's basically the 92 years since they've been beaten 7-0 by Liverpool. Oh. That's huge. Hey, did you break any like bad losing records, Sam, when you were playing for the Broncos, or was it just all success? Wow. Why'd you bring that up for me? <laughs> You knew, you Googled it, you did the research, and now you wanted to bring that up. <laughs> I was also a part of the, yeah, the first uh, ever Broncos team not to make uh, the semifinals either. Um, wow. So, yeah, just keep the, keep the jabs keep coming, guys. Keep twisting the knife. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll turn <laughs> yeah. the knife in someone else's direction. Formula One got underway. Mm. Uh, it's just continual smooth sailing for Max Verstappen, but... He's not a nice taboo for Oscar Piastri. Yeah, man. Paul Blake couldn't even make it out of the pits. That was pretty bad. That was pretty bad to come in there and not even be able to finish your first ever race. Well, he's like, what is he, 21 or something? So yeah. he's kind of almost like, you know, a red P plater anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, mate, that's what he's driving around with. <laughs> L plates, the way they were going. It was pretty nuts. McLaren yeah. are so bad. I reckon we'll get into that one. A uh, <laughs> little bit of cricket news. Just fresh, just come out. Pat Cummins won't return back to India for the fourth test, uh, final test of that series against India. So Steve Smith will remain as captain in his absence. Uh, Pat Cummins will remain um, with his family, with his mum, very, very sick. And then a little bit of NBA news. Mm. A couple of things. Jar Morant, in a bit of controversy, waving a gun around in a video on social media, but Nike are still backing him. 
Right. There you go. Nike's still on board. Yeah, well, Maybe I they've mean, got a gun range coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> fascinating for Nike after, like, you think of all of their campaigns over the last little period of time. The, well, I don't want to bag Nike out too much because uh, <laughs> oh, they right. do help a brother Keep out dreaming. over here. <laughs> they do help a brother out. And I do have my own Nike shirt uh, that was made for me when I was captain of the Brisbane Broncos. But didn't they recently uh, back one of the, the country slash rap singers and do a shoe with blood in it or something? They've done some collabs that are... Uh, to be honest, we know where Mike, like Nikes are getting made. Why are we so surprised <laughs> sticking with a guy? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? like, Nike, oh, yeah, guns are an issue, but keep making them shoes, kids. Nike, I have no <laughs> problems with Just it at all. It, guys. If you want to send me some, uh, if you want to send me some, some freebies, uh, <laughs> Prospect Street, Fortitude Valley. But also, speaking of controversy, staying with NBA, um, Giannis, the Greek freak, also mm. um, freakishly just padding his stats. Yeah, I loved this, actually. You were sending me this video, Sammy, with uh, Giannis, like, needed one rebound left to get a triple-double in their uh, game against the Wizards. And it was that point of the game where it's like, the game's done. You just dribble it out. And it's always kind of considered bad form to, to shoot a bucket. But he literally just bounces it into his hands off the backboard to get his one extra rebound in the last two seconds. So it's four triple-doubles on the season, which is, I think, a league high. I could be wrong. It might be tied. Um would have been great if it was in my multi. I don't know where I sit with that, to be honest. Well, Sam, that's what you did most of your NRL career. You were third man in just to get the tackle stat, weren't you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You've got to get your numbers up because I had I had targets to hit. And if I didn't hit those targets, I was back in reserve grade. So always third man in in the tackle. Chop the legs, mate. Get Nathan, out. Nathan oh. Hindmarsh the same. I think he holds the record for the most tackles in a game, but most of them were flops. So yeah, the numbers, play the numbers. on, player. Play on. <laughs> it's been a big few days in sport there. The headlines. So let's get into some a little closer. Sammy, I know you'll be really excited about this, mate, but we all enjoyed it. How good was round one of the NRL? Yeah, round one was amazing. Kicked off on Thursday night with a, a, a golden point uh, thriller, Harry Grant the stealing the uh, victory for the Melbourne Storm. Now, we did predictions before, uh, the, the, well, before we started this show, and there's one I didn't actually get in there. I had it written down. Oh, and I, I can get a piece of paper. We can post it on social so everyone out there believes us and knows but us did you and, date and knows it? that I'm not yeah. lying. Was what do you dated? mean? Like, you, like, you could write like, it right yeah. now and be like, oh, I've, yeah, I wrote you... this three weeks ago. What is that? I date everything. <laughs> I date everything. I learned that in school. You write the date in the left-hand corner and then you go from there. But my prediction was that a six or seven won in the Dally M this year. And I said it could be a back rower or a middle forward. So I thought it may be a Jason Tamalolo fullback, a Latrell Mitchell, or a number nine, Harry Grant. So I think if Melbourne go well this year, I think it'll be off the back of Harry Grant. I think he's an absolutely fantastic player who's coming into his own at the moment. And I think with Mad Dog Munster out for a couple of weeks, he'll he'll really carry this Melbourne Storm. It sounded like you picked like every team, every player, possible position to win. We well, did. He picked every <laughs> number except for six and seven. That's it. You know what, though? Speaking yeah. of Harry Grant, and you want to talk about predictions, and mine was in the predictions episode. Harry Grant rocking a new hairstyle that was turning heads in the commentary team, and I did have the prediction saying that a new hairstyle that is not a mullet would sweep rugby league. It looks like mine is starting to come together, boys. I'm not going to lie, it's coming together. Well, I did see, uh, I did see Atco at uh, training at the Broncos training the other day. Oh, yeah. And Huss was there uh, cutting people's hair. So he might be the guy that changes the game. I told you, Spago hair's coming back, Sammy. 
Um, the Broncos, great, great victory on uh, the Friday night against the Penrith Panthers. Uh, there were some uh, other thrilling games. The Warriors, Shad, your team, they won, mate. How are you? Yes, the You're Mighty Warriors getting a win over the Knights. You know what? That game was labelled in everyone's draw, I bet you. Knights beat Warriors. Tuck it away early on a Friday when hardly anyone will probably watch the game. <laughs> it's going to be the worst game of the round. It proved to be actually pretty exciting. It was good. As Warriors said. Yeah. So Warriors are looking pretty good. I think that the uh, the makeup of that back line is actually looking rather exciting. I think there's some potency in the back of here that people thought wasn't going to exist with Reese Walsh there. And when you think with Shans out the back you would not have got that try-saving tackle on Ponga from a Reese Walsh. That would have just been burrowed over straight away, oh, game don't, over. Yeah, you don't sleep on my boy Reese. <laughs> Mate, I'm on. telling you. Broncos colours this year. Well, he's got to uh, get yeah, out there first, doesn't he? You should get excited about the Premiership because <laughs> you beat the Knights. So, whoop-de-doo, Basil. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was a good game. Um, but as you said, Semi, great win from the Broncos. But... Semi, I, I want to dig into your experience as an NRL player on this. We saw vision after the Penrith Broncos game. A couple of Panthers players getting really fired up at each other. Jerome Luai and um, Jamin Salmon. They were caught on camera, like on the broadcast, um, going at each other verbally, just mm. verbally, like um, sort of picking up on mistakes they'd made and there was some expletives thrown around. It was fascinating viewing and it has become a big talking point. But that's pretty. is that pretty common? Like, is that a good sign if you're a Panthers fan you see that is that a good sign that your players are sort of getting into each other and sort of I don't know keeping each other accountable well first of all my dyslexia was playing up before when uh, you sent the group message through on our WhatsApp group and it, it said uh, Luai versus Salmon I actually thought it said versus Samoa um, <laughs> when I first read it but uh, this is something that happens all the time uh, there's there's fights at training there's fisty cuffs at training there's arguments yeah. all the time because you know what's right. You know that you need to work hard to get those things right. And these are regular occurrences. These aren't just a one-off thing. It was just rare and perfect timing that there was a camera there uh, and there was sound on that camera and we were able to catch it. But this is Jerome Luai trying to get the best out of his player. And if he's not asking those hard questions of, of his players, um, you know, I think that's where the problem is and that's where the problem lies. For him to show the passion that he did uh, towards Salmon to make sure that he was showing up and doing his job for the team, that's where you see great culture. Um, I look back at that Thursday night game of the Melbourne Storm. Uh, they lost uh, over 600 games of experience within the middle of that field, but those guys that showed up, they were the new cogs within the machine that is the Melbourne Storm. And I think the Penrith Panthers are also setting up a, a great structure, uh, a great camaraderie between one another. And, you know, if that cog's not doing its job, it's uh, it's got to be tinkered with and it's got to be uh, fixed because they want to get back up there. If they want to be the first team in a long, long time to win three premierships in a row, they will have to get those simple things right. Can you take a breath for a semi? <laughs> yeah, jeez. That was like far That out. was a wonderful analysis, but I'm just worried that you weren't breathing at, at all. No, circular breathing, brother. It's, you know, from all those years of uh, practicing playing the degree, do. The really interesting thing was what Salmon said. Yeah. Like, you had a go at me that one time I wasn't there for the pass because I was too tired. That's unacceptable, isn't it? Like, as, even him admitting I was too tired, that's just not acceptable. 
he's got to be there. So Luai's response is is bang on. Yeah, and you know the worst part is now that uh, the head trainer's seen that and conditioning uh, come uh, come Wednesday. <laughs> so he's going to be getting flogged, mate. You're not fit enough, so we're going to have to flog you. Speaking of floggings, let's get to the biggest talking point out of the first round of the NRL. The Dolphins! Like, I tipped them, Sammy. You tipped them. I know that. But, like... I didn't even actually think they'd win. And they won. They beat the Roosters 28-18. It was absolutely incredible. Over 30,000 people at Suncorp Stadium. Huge. So why'd you tip them then if you didn't think they'd win? <laughs> yeah, I was going to because say Because of Wayne. Just because of Wayne. What do you mean? Don't you want to win your tip? You're only tipping a team you think that's going to win. Well, I just thought it was, they were a chance. And just then, like, admit it, guys. Exactly. Just admit it. And then we're all, the Roosters. You're all coming around to it. I have felt confident about this Dolphins team since the get-go. I think this team's great. I think they proved it against the Roosters. And I'm going to say it here hard and fast straight away. They are making the top eight this year. The predictions episode was two weeks ago, mate. You no, missed the cut. they are making wow. the top eight. It is happening. And to be honest, they're not going to sneak in either. All right? They're not going to be eighth. They're going to be seven or above. There you go. I'll put I don't money think on they can back up the emotion of Sunday's game week in, week out. That was a huge emotion game. Wayne Bennett's bread and butter. That's a big factor of why they won. They can't do that week in, week out. Why not? What about that team? Because their back line sucks. Yeah, but Shad, are you just looking for a new team to jump off, like to jump on because the Warriors will go crap this year? No, no. I'm a sucker for pain. I'm wearing my Dallas Cowboys jersey <laughs> on the recording today just to prove it. Um, no, I just really yeah, think... I know true. you say that the back line sucks, but I could be wrong here, all right? I could be completely wrong. I'm not a player, but maybe, Sam, you can answer this, but I feel like backline's the easiest thing to fix in a rugby league game. I think if you don't have good, strong, solid forwards, that takes time to try and fix. No, I'm with you. Like, I think think the forward pack is a huge factor, and I said on radio, um, talking about the win, I I said, like, I think a lot of people slept on that fact. They slept on the fact Mm. that they had Bromwich brothers, they had Felice Kafusi, Tom Gilbert, who played Origin last year, come out of a Cowboys team that was successful last year. Uh, Yeah, Sam will agree with this. Mm. People just went, oh, they didn't get Munster, they didn't get Cheese, or they didn't get Cody Walker or something like that. They missed a few guys, but they just forgot the fact that that forward pack's... I think the forward pack they put out in week one was actually statistically the most experienced forward pack in the competition. Yeah, it was, though. And, and it was absolutely brilliant to see Felice Kafusi stand up. Uh, he really led that forward pack with his defence. Uh, Jesse Bromwich was was brilliant as well. And you know who the who the sleeper in that whole team was? Was Jeremy Marshall King. He was absolutely brilliant in the middle at that uh, that number nine position. He, he was so good. And, uh, you know, he's been playing in a, in a couple of teams that aren't overly great. But he's always had that skill there. And, uh, you know, I think he's a, a great creative number nine, which every team needs. How, how's yeah. about this? The Dolphins became the 10th team in the history of rugby league. So going back to and including 1908, the first ever competition, they became the 10th team to win their first game in the competition. And of those 10 teams, Wayne Bennett has coached two of them now. The Broncos in 88 beat Manly 44-10. Yeah. And now he's coached the Dolphins to victory. Like, the man already had enough stats and he's just somehow found a new one to add to his resume. Crazy, crazy. Did you see um, the shoe he's been replaced, by the way? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is like This might be the best thing that has come out of the Dolphins on the weekend. So they were handing out foam fins for people to like put on their hand, get your fins up or put on your head. Um, but in true rugby league style... <laughs> People were pouring their beers into them and doing finnies out of them. So the shoey's been replaced and the finny is now in. And no dolphins were hurt or harmed in the act of a finny either. 
to be honest, I'm happy that the shoey uh, hopefully is phasing out. I would rather drink from a sweaty hat than a sweaty shoe at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. do you want tinnier or nits? Like, it's a tough decision to make, really. <laughs> oh, how good. Oh, well, from uh, one footy code to another, Super Round in the Super Rugby competition, it's their version of Magic Round. Everyone converged on Melbourne, all six games played at Amy Park down there. Some of the rugby was actually fantastic. I know. Uh, I'm I like how it. you sound surprised. <laughs> and that's so good because for me, I didn't even know it was happening. I didn't even know that oh. Super Round was happening. So I'm trying to pump up the game here. <laughs> rugby sucks, dude. It doesn't rugby suck. Rugby sucks. Can we just accept <laughs> that rugby I'm sucks? Well, Chad... I'm about to arty you. I'm about to arty you. It sucks so Chad, I will tell you, I knew it was on because because uh, Budgie Smugglers uh, had an activation there. Look at and, that. Uh, I, I follow those boys very closely on socials, and that's it. That's the only reason why I knew it was on. That's yeah. great. The only way your game's getting promoted is through underwear ads. You're crushing it, rugby. It's swimwear, not underwear. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, well. My boy, uh, my in boy. Sam's case, are you wearing a pair now? I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming yes, because we can't see below the waist. It's a full moon down here in Sydney. <laughs> Is it a waxing moon or a waning moon? Nah, always waning. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on Wednesdays. Uh, but on, on Super Round, Super Rugby, there was yeah. a couple of big talking points that came out of it. Current All Black, uh, many people think he should be the captain of the team. Artie Savir playing for the Hurricanes against the Rebels. He got yellow carded after a bit of a scuffle. There was a melee, and he got carded because he was Sam Thiday, third man in, and mm-hmm. sort of incited a little bit, made it um, kick off a bit. But as he was walking off, he had a bit of a confrontation with one of the Rebels players. And then uh, Savir's just stepped back and just done the old throat slit motion to him. And it has sent the rugby world, sporting Ooh. world, mad. Like, People saying he should be banned for a long time. Other people saying, like, you're a snowflake, all that sort of stuff. But I don't know, Sam, you've been in that, like, absolute arena. Someone, you know, doing that motion to slit their throat, is that... Have you ever seen anything like that? Is that on when you're on the field? I know it's a combative environment, but is that on? It's, ha- it's happened to me before. Marty Tapau, oh, uh, who are playing he? against the, uh, the Kiwis at Suncorp Stadium, and I tried to pull his braids out and uh, he wasn't happy about it. And funny story, we, were, we actually brought this up the other day and I was talking to him about it. I wasn't in the sauna. I was close. I was standing outside the sauna, but he has to turn sideways to get in the door. But uh, I had to just clear things up because he's at the Broncos now and I do work there. So I just wanted to apologize, make sure that we were sweet, to be honest, because, you know, he's like, he's dead in 300 kilos, bench pressing 200. I just need to make sure that he's fine because I don't know if I can throw it down uh, with uh, Big Marty Tapau. So, and, um, and that's why Sam's not in the studio because they're not fine and he's actually in a confined space and Marty has locked him up for <laughs> eternity. No, I'm in witness protection um, at the moment. <laughs> so. Just bring it up. He'd forgotten about it. Now he knows. You've reminded him of the crime. I just think it's exciting. It's it is exciting. No, exciting. I'm, I'm not against sport. it, but it was, it was a strange moment, particularly from a bloke who's... Uh, and a role model and idol and that sort of thing. It was a weird thing to see happen because okay. it, it came about in a really innocuous um, incident. Like th- there was a push and shove, but that had cooled down, and he was sort of walking off, and he 
there was a bit of chat between him and one of the smallest guys on the Rebels team, and then he just steps back and does that, and everyone was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. So, I don't know. And he also just... was picking on – he was small. Yeah. Ryan Lawrence, but he's got massive arms. Oh, really? Yeah. Big like big cannons on him. Big cannons, big yeah. pipes. Yeah, but in saying that, like, if, if this is what they're, like, worried about, mm. like, they've got – bigger worries than, than this, to be honest. This is absolutely nothing. You look at one of the most premier teams in rugby union and they do it in the every time they do it. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe that's context. You know, you've got to come at some guy about doing it. The couple of Ponga, yeah. I think. I think well, there's context. It's The context in, in this is there's feeling behind it at the end of the day. And he's shown pride and pain in, the, in what he wants to do as a player. So, mm. Well, he's been cited, so he's facing be, a potential uh, suspension for it, which... <laughs> Um, but uh, it, this feels if like... If he gets suspended for it, yeah. Then, then if he gets suspended, Sam's going to slit some throats so, by the sounds of things. <laughs> um, well, the last thing I wanted to talk about was obviously the F1 that happened yeah. on uh, Monday morning because I am only into F1 because of Drive to Survive. I'll admit it. That's the only reason I got into it. The drama is yum, yum, yum. <laughs> oh, I know how to get you into rugby. There's a Netflix doc yes. on the Six Nations All coming. All right, I might sign up and pick a team. <laughs> the biggest thing with the F1, obviously, is the big thing for Australians is Piastri coming into yeah. the into the F1. And everyone's like, this is going to be exciting. He's taken over Ricardo's spot. How's it going to be? Is everything going to change? Is everything going to be different? No, it's everything. It's the exact same as it always was in Australia. Well, is it though? Like, at least... At least the, our boy Dan used to get through a pit stop. <laughs> That's actually very true. That is a good point. The debut that was all hyped up, he gets into the pits. I don't know if you guys got to see this, but it was like, you know, we mentioned about him being a great people. It was, it was kind of like he was basically stalling the car. You know when you first learn a manual? You know what I mean? Like yeah, he yeah. even said afterwards, he's like, I was still trying to figure out the DRS yeah. and stuff. I'm like, you're figuring out the DRS. Isn't that like the main thing that gets you past me? Isn't that a cricket thing? <laughs> but he was kind of talking afterwards. He's like, yeah, I didn't really feel good in the car. They go into the pits. They change the steering wheel. And if you're a novice to the sport like I still am, mm. you see a steering wheel get changed. You're like, wow, lots of things are going on right now. And then it's like... Da, 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 da. The thing wouldn't start. It was like an old Camry sitting in the car in the garage. Now we need to cool it up. Like we need to warm it up a little bit. These things are going to get going. It looked like they were going to push him out of the pits and eventually retired. The guy didn't even get past the first pit stop wow. in his debut. McLaren looked awful in the F1. Wow. Sam, I have it on good authority that is wow. almost like a blow for blow recount of you going for your driver's license <laughs> yeah. at 17. <laughs> No, I didn't. Uh, I did fail the first time. Yes, guilty. Um, but it was for speedy. No. Oh, and, oh wow. Yeah, I I did start lessons in a manual, and then I ditched that real quick. I had, they must have put kangaroo juice in the car or something because it was bunny hopping down the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gone, lost yours. He's in a beautiful hotel. He's too cheap to pay for Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's trying what to tap into the Maccas next door. Yeah. Are you, <laughs> oh, Sam's back. Um, what a wonderful career Sam had. Uh, we've just paid tribute to everything Sam's done on the field. No, we're just saying how you're in this beautiful hotel in Sydney, um, but you're too cheap to pay for proper Wi-Fi. You're just re-logging into the guest Wi-Fi every 15 minutes when it expires. 100%. I am paying extra for this stuff. Someone else has paid for the room. Don't you have a personal sponsorship with McDonald's? No, that's no. Oh, it's such mean, an awful I, cheap I, I shot. It's it <laughs> just a personal sponsorship with McDonald's. Yeah, what are you going to say next? Are you aren't you playing Grimace in McDonald's emergency? <laughs> Is that oh, your next role? Wow. <laughs> Wow. This is like the hits keep on coming tonight for me on uh, this podcast. I love it. Because you're not here it. physically and you can't actually <laughs> yeah. hit us back, so we're just taking all the cheap shots we can. Well, it's look, a fantasy land, yeah, and yeah. you know, a good segue. Fantasy. Oh, fantasy okay. land. I know where you live. 
<laughs> you do. Um, Shad, we have a fantasy team, an yeah. NRL fantasy team. I wanted to put this out here because, um, and I called out, I called our team's uh, name. I didn't run this by you guys, but I started a fantasy team for us. I entered a draft uh, into a fantasy draft, and I thought, hey, you guys know everything about sport. Let me pick the team. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. I entered, what could go Great. wrong? What could go possibly wrong? I entered a fantasy draft team, and um, unfortunately, I was due to do a gig when the draft took place. So it kind I hear of, excuses already. It kind of auto-filled. Yeah. Um, and I, so so we've got a mixed bag of always. <laughs> pretty much. But I actually think it's, it's worked out in our favour. Um, I called our team the Whoopsies. So it's the same when Saints in yeah. a winner whoopsies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go yeah. through the team really quick to wrap up the podcast. And you guys give me a kind of prediction about these couple of things that you think are standouts in our squad, all right? And you yeah. need to be Can on I board. Can I just say something really quickly? I think this is exactly what happened to the Dolphins. They forgot <laughs> that the draft was on or something. And they just got, it, you know, yeah, whoopsies, was, whoopsies was one of the shortlisted names, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know what? You're not wrong, though, because I'm looking at it and I think our forwards are much better than our backs. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, so this is what we've got. Uh, in at hooker, I've got Reed Marnie. Yeah. All right. You like that? Yeah, I've got Kalamatangi, uh, Nanai, uh, Tino, Ruben Cotter, and Fanua Blake in our forwards. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great forwards, actually. Yeah, to be pretty honest. good. They're, they are, they're stats, man, so that's going to help us out. Uh, in the halves, I have Nathan Cleary and Jack Whiten. Oh, yeah. I don't like Whiten. Am I just putting that out there to the crew? Do we think that he's probably going to get up for a trade? I feel like we need to get him out. Maybe, but Cleary's oh. going to make up a lot of ground there. Okay. All he's right. a stats yeah. man. Then we get into the back line. I've got Cobbo. And Tuli on one side, Latrell Mitchell and Sivo on the other, with Dylan Edwards out the back. Oh, that's a great. Was this an auto-fill team? This, this is, is auto-fill. Everyone forgot that the draft was on, and this is what I ended up with. The whoopsies. <laughs> whoopsies. That's are a pretty, pretty good, good team. Can <laughs> we get like? t-shirts made? Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think our whoopsies are well. So you, I love that you do like uh, how our team went, uh, how how our team was picked. Do you want to know how uh, the whoopsies went in the first round? Oh, I feel like of this, fantasy. I feel like the bubble's going to burst oh. here. Uh, our first round, we unfortunately lost by 120 points. <laughs> Whoopsie, wow. indeed. So Whoopsie. Uh, tough start, tough start for the season. But I'll be glad to keep you guys up to date as the weeks go on with the whoopsies um, and any type of changes you would like to take place. So no, I'm happy to leave okay. you in charge. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take over unders right now. How many wins do you reckon? Like, do you reckon the whoopsies are going to make the finals? Oh, always. Uh, they'll have less wins than the Dolphins, and they're not making the finals. Wow. Oh, wow. Fins down. There's a rectal. That was like Free Willy. The, the fin was just flopped to the side. Yeah. It's Free Willy pilot. Flop. The Free Willy flop. Yeah. If we get a pilot as a sponsor, fins down. Turn your fin up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a Broncos man anyway, but... <laughs> Oh, another episode of Saints in Winter comes to an end. All the biggest talking points in sport. Fins up, fins down, whichever direction your fin points. <laughs> we appreciate you supporting Saints in a Winter. Give us a follow, like, share, review, spread the word. Spotify, Apple. Until next week, Saints in a Winter. Yeah.